This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hi, Kara here from Today's RDH. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I am chatting with hygienist Sarah Walker, who is a licensed dental hygienist in Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Florida, as well as a hygiene recruiter for Heartland Dental. We are going to discuss how to build an effective doctor-hygienist partnership and why that is so important for both the dental office to thrive and for improving the oral health of our patients. So let's get into it. Hello, Sarah. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about this. Thank you. Me too. It's really, it's really important. It's like, hey, let's talk about this. So let's yeah. just kick this right off. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you became so passionate about the importance of a great doctor hygienist partnership. So like you mentioned, I was licensed in three different states. So I solely am in Florida now. Uh, I think my passion came from the beginning, you know, in school, in hygiene, you know, they cram all this material into two to three years, you know, and then you go on for your bachelor's and you learn more material, but no one discusses that partnership between the hygienist and the doctor. Um, and so, you know, coming out of school, I worked, it was a time where the market was hard to find a job, definitely different from now. So I had lived in the middle of nowhere, central Pennsylvania, and um, I had to work two part-time jobs. And I didn't even think about the doctor. I just, you know, I just wanted that first job. Um, I didn't care what that looked like. I would drive an hour here, an hour there. Um, I'd be a temp. So once I started, I, I call my first couple years of uh, hygiene, my career, my trial experience. Um, you know, I bounced to different offices and I thought, is this, what am I missing out of my career? And it was that partnership between me and the doctor. So, um, and, you know, and I started to pick up on things, you know, what am I looking for? Um, what's going to help me succeed and advance me and my career? Because we could take so many CE classes, but how can I hands-on develop myself further? So it started from the beginning. I felt like I was missing a piece and it, and it was that, it was that doctor partnership. Right. You have to find an office that fits you and not only supports your treatment recommendations where you support the doctor, but they support you. Like it, it is a partnership. Like it, it, it is. I think that's a perfect word for it. So what are some things that you think hygienists should look for in a dentist and an office that are good signs that there will be a strong doctor hygienist partnership? So I would say the first thing is, you know, when you're interviewing and, you know, and here at Heartland, what we do with all new candidates is we want you to meet the team. We want you to meet that doctor. We want to see if, you know, your personalities mesh, um, because as we know in the interview, everyone, they are, everyone's happy and everyone's excited. Um, and of course, a new job is always a little bit scary. And I know personally, I was afraid of, of dentists. Um, they, they scared me. They intimidated me. And I think if we take that stigma away, the intimidation, I mean, we're both um, healthcare providers. We are working on the same patients. We have the same goal. So if we can eliminate those interior barriers, um, you know, and, and just look for that, that welcoming presence, um, let them, you know, I guess, talk about, you know, what their expectations are, what your expectations are as a clinician. Um, the one thing I would say, once I kind of got over that hurdle of bouncing from private practices, it was the structure. So I needed that structure with that doctor. Um, so with finding my Heartland supported practice, the first thing I would say, 
came to mind was how is that doctor going to support me in my career? Um, and was it the tools that they had at the office? Was it just them backing me up with clinical recommendations? Um, was it, you know, did we have a code word where if someone needed um, SRP, it was an urgent perio exam or how, what was this connection going to look like for us to close these cases and treat our patients more effectively? I like that you mentioned it, basically communication and having a dialogue, like ask, like actually figure out um, what the doctor is looking for and let them know also what you expect. You want to be a team, right? Mm -hmm. And so how is anyone going to know that if you don't say it? I like yep. that. <laughs> um, no, you mean people don't read minds? What? Um, I know. <laughs> so what are um, some things that hygienists can do to help establish and improve that doctor hygienist partnership? In your opinion? My opinion, I would say ask questions. That is the number one thing. Um, and I would say in the early stages of my hygiene career, I wasn't asking those pertinent questions. So I either felt like the patient and the doctor were against me and I was the outsider, um, or I felt like, you know, what I thought was necessary for a patient was a different belief model than what the doctor had. So what I'm learning, you know, throughout my hygiene career is once you establish that practice, that that feels like home and you want to build your rapport with these patients for the next 10 plus years, um, see what that doctor recommends for treatment plans. Um, you know, here at Heartland, what I've learned is that all doctors, we are, they support our, our whole hygiene departments. They have a whole basic, you know, dialogue that we can look at. And I even have a reference sheet I can go back to. I know if Dr. Jones is going to walk into the room and, and he sees a cracked um, 24 and, you know, has a, a bite that may be misaligned, I know he's probably going to talk about what we can do to fix that bite. So it's, and it comes into this connection. If I understand what my doctor believes for his patients and we're on the same page, I can preheat that and I can tell Mrs. Jones, hey, you know, I could take a picture of a perio probe in a pocket that's swimming at eight millimeters. And I'm going to say, hey, doctor's going to come in. He's either going to recommend, you know, this option or this option. So then when doctor comes in, he knows Sarah has that covered. So it's, it's that trust factor. And that if that doctor trusts you and your clinical um, expectations and abilities, then not only is the patient going to be treated with, you know, more different, I would say, scenarios for treatment, but also the success of that treatment outcome, if everyone's on the same page, is huge. Right. I think in the keyword there is trust and being mm -hmm. on the same page again. I like that. So what are examples of goals that both the hygienist and doctor can strive to meet to actually help with this trusting doctor-hygienist partnership? So I would say the, the, in my opinion, the one thing I've learned is coming to, you know, first we got to get over that. Are you working for private practice or is it a DSO? I think we got to also remove this stigma in 2022 of, of DSOs, of the word corporates. I think removing that stigma first is going to eliminate the barrier. Um, you know, when I think of the word corporate dentistry, it makes me think of Wall Street and, and everyone in business and suits and ties and or Amazon workers, like that's to me is corporate. Healthcare is not corporate. Like they're, each person is a different case, different outcome, different treatment scenario. Um, and finding that partnership with a doctor, once you guys are on that same page, you're going to be treating cases and fighting perio like, like if you have a cape on your back. <laughs> but um, I really do believe when you're looking at that doctor, though, 
you know, one of my biggest things, which I, and, you know, as hygiene, we are huge with preventative care. We are looking for signs, symptoms. Um, and, and I think the one thing that I learned early on in my career is the tools that your doctor can provide from you. It puts no limit to your success. Something as simple as an oral cancer screening tool. I couldn't find that in any practices I went to. It just, it wasn't in the budget. That's my favorite word. It's not in the budget. So that's, um, I was running into that a lot. So I'm like, when I was looking for that structured um, organization, you know, they, you know, Heartland had a bell scope. We have them for all clinicians. And that was an important to me to have that tool. Um, while I was in hygiene school, my grandmother was my patient. You know, we'd bring in people and our family and harass them to come and be our patients, sit there for four hours. Um, my grandmother actually had oral cancer and it was undiagnosed. And, um, you know, seeing your grandma, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to clean her teeth to get to graduate. And here we are. My school had a tool um, that we could do early detection. And my grandmother had a, um, she had squamous cell carcinoma on the lateral border of her tongue. So not only did I say I'm meant to be in this field, um, but it was misdiagnosed because, you know, we may do, we may look and feel and, and palpitate, but we need those extra tools. And right. when I, that, and when I first came to Heartland as a hygienist, that's standard. Every hygienist has access to that. So that was like huge because I felt better as a clinician treating my patients with having technology. And that's a big thing in our career too. Well, so now I have to ask, how is your, did your grandma like, is yeah, she? So she's doing um, well. So she had to have two surgeries and, you know, I struggled with that early in my career because yeah. that was huge. And, you know, and, you know, it was just like, I felt meant to be in this spot. Um, and I almost felt like, I don't know, it was just like a weird time. And, you know, the school, my school was involved with it and we had photos, but just being with her through that process and then learning myself, like, and then coming out into the field and hearing we don't have bell scopes or we don't have oral can I'm just like, hmm, you know, some things aren't in the budget. I totally understand. But when healthcare is on the line, you know, and you got to just recognize that. And if your doctors, you know, if they are on board with patient care, hundred percent as you are, um, you know, they'll make the room for those things. I, I like, that's good to hear. And I like how you put that, um, when it comes to literally like for instance, in your grandma, I mean, that's someone's life. Um, I would hope it's in the budget, um, but same thing goes for even um, hygiene instruments. Um, if you don't have adequate instruments or ultrasonic tips, inserts or whatnot, um, you're doing a disservice to your patients, like mm -hmm. duh, right? But a disservice to yourself, like you're and the office because you're taking longer, you're not efficient, you're wearing yourself out then shoot, let's say that you get carpal tunnel, you have to have surgery and now you are out of the office for who knows how long. Like, I mean, it's all these, it's snowballing things that it's like, Hey, perhaps if I would have just gotten a new, you know, a few sets of instruments, maybe none of this would have happened. And I think, and I think that's really important is that you need to be in an office that will actually not only support you as a human and how you treat patients and that you guys are both on the same page, but now adding to that, having the equipment and literally the tools, the, whether it be an ultrasonic or any of that stuff, um, you need what you need. Like if a, if a doctor needed a new burr, um, for Get cavity it. prep, they'd buy it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. So, 
I, I like how you said that. So I think lastly, I want to ask, um, we know that just like all private practices aren't all the same. I mean, they aren't. Um, I, I've lived it, you've lived it. Um, not all support organizations, dental support organizations or DSOs are the same. Um, so what are some ways that Heartland Dental helps to facilitate and support the doctor hygienist partnership? So with like, I love how you said about every DSO being completely different. You know, when I first came to my Heartland practice, I had no idea it was a Heartland practice. I thought it was just a neighborhood dentist because it did not have the name Heartland on it at all. Um, and, you know, reaching out and, you know, exploring this, I had no idea what I was getting into. And I was just excited about a new opportunity, loved the benefits, loved that they had, uh, you know, a huge team and, and they did fun things. They had pizza on Fridays and they celebrated holidays and it was just a fun atmosphere. It was when I, I started diving in and, and meeting my doctors and, you know, and the, the best compliment I can say is when a doctor lets you see their, their family. So, I mean, of course, this always makes me a little nerve, nervous seeing, you know, the doctor's wife and kids, but um, it, it gave me confidence. And, you know, having that doctor partnership, it was either synergy meetings, we would meet, you know, every other week, talk about what's working, you know, and, and every person has a different personality. We could have more introverted doctors who, you know, they would like us to write things on tray liners as far as communications. If I say, hey, Ms. Jones isn't going to, you know, do fluoride today, I'd write fluoride on the tray, circle it, and then when he came in, in the room to pick up his mirror and explore, he could say, oh, I see that, you know, fluoride is what we need to discuss today. Or you have the other type of doctor who comes in the room and you come around to the, the, the chair and you do a two-in-one transfer and you say, you know, hey, Dr. Jones, um, Gara's here today. She's a new patient and, you know, kind of give the background and, you know, set the scene. It's, it's like setting the mood, I guess. Um, uh -huh. you, know, you, you really got to, you know, preheat the good and the bad things. And, you know, if we don't address that patient's initial concern when they come in, we may not see him again. So we like to dig deep, find that emotional treasure, that dominant buying mode. What had them come in to see you today? Was it, you know, reviews, referral? Um, was it, you know, the, in the incentive? You just took, we just took the insurance. You know, if we can find um, that reason they came, um, it's huge. And the other thing I would say is my doctor supported me in ways where they wanted me to grow clinically, not just, you know, doing your, your profis, your PMTs, your SRP, but there's things that I learned when I joined Harlan Dental, such as the laser. I've, I never saw a laser before. Now in Florida, we can't use them, but we have them for patients, never seen it until I came to Heartland. So I learned how to clean, prep, um, cut the laser tip, and I could more effectively talk to my patients about what the laser does. I, I wouldn't, that's the number one thing I would say I, when I came to Heartland, I had no idea. I never even seen a laser. So that was one thing. I learned how to take a CBCT scan. We did implants. So I didn't learn that in school. So even though I had a hygiene degree and I went on for my bachelor's, these hands-on tools, I never knew. So I would do um, CBCT scans. So anyone that was you know, getting an implant, we would do a scan. Um, it just became proper protocol. And you know, we have iTero scanners. So with iTero scanners, every new patient will get a scan. This isn't just because they may wanna do Invisalign and we can show them before and after what they look like. But I can show them, you know, 
if we don't fix that cracked tooth, and, and I can show you on a scan, we call it a hurricane map here in Florida, everything in red, your bite is pretty heavy. So we like to say the hurricane reference. So red is always not a good thing to see. Um, so I would compare, you know, doctor's going to come in and he's going to say, we could fix this one tooth. Um, and, you know, you could get a crown on this tooth, but then the rest of your teeth are still in that, you know, traumatic occlusion. Do you want to do eight crowns or do you want to correct the bite with Invisalign? So if I had these conversations and my, I knew what my doctor, it's almost like I could read their minds in a sense. I knew what they were going to come in and say. Um, and then even as far as advanced education. So my, I have a doctor who took me to three um, Botox and filler courses and she just, and I, we can't do it here in Florida but going with her to those, and it was over a span of two years, I went to three different courses um, and I just watched her learn how to, you know, perfect her craft. And it helped me better talk to patients who would be, you know, looking at that treatment, not only cosmetic, but, you know, for, for joint issues. There's so many different ways you can you know, put it in the masseter muscle for clenching. I could have these conversations with patients that I would have never had if, if my doctors didn't support these advanced learning techniques. And I just think there's, there's so many, you know, aspects of dentistry that hygienists don't touch on. We don't know that that are out there. I have a family member, she's a hygienist and she's been practicing 20 plus years. And when you know, when you don't have an outlet of your career, you kind of feel stuck. So, you know, we don't want to just do profies back to back and back. It, it becomes too predictable. I like that exciting, the, the courses that Heartland has, you know, my doctors, they want me to learn. They want me to perfect my craft. And it's just, it's exciting. It's, you know, I, I would have never expected to learn all of these things that I have in the past six years that, I mean, inspires me to be a dentist without the loans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's a good way to put it. I also want to go back to what you mentioned benefits. Yeah. Um, that is huge. And even like vacation days or paid sick days, things like that. And all the offices in the all private practice that I've worked in, I've never so much as had a paid sick day or medical insurance. Wow. Just saying. So I think, and, and it's crazy to me and we could, this is an entire, totally I'm going off the deep end here, but like that in itself, it's crazy to me that we are healthcare providers yet we don't even get insurance. And I know for a small private practice, that's hard. That's really hard to mm -hmm. afford. Right. But like, it, it's, it just seems crazy to me still here. We are providing healthcare to people and in prevention at that, but yet we don't even get medical insurance. And so it's every time I hear that, Oh, you have benefits. I'm just like, Oh, wow. So anyways, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's good. I think, um, I think that about wraps it up. Some really good tips here, open communication. Um, you, you got to talk to each other and you got to, it's gotta be the right fit. Um, you, you, you've got to work in an office that you're a team, you're a team, you are a team. I mean, the assistant's a team, the even front desk, I don't want to say even front desk, but it's all, it takes everybody. Right. And so everybody yeah. has to trust and respect each other. And so, um, thank you. Um, I think this has all been great. So thank you, Sarah, um, for taking yeah. the time to chat with me. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in, of course. And as I mentioned before, we both mentioned, um, 
just not all private practices are the same. Not all DSOs are the same. I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but I really do encourage people to check out Heartland Dental um, and just see some of the benefits of being a Heartland Dental supported hygiene provider um, offers, um, health insurance, pay time off. And of course, in an organization, in an an organization that supports a healthy doctor hygienist partnership. Like they actually like they push for it. Um, and, and those are just a few reasons to give them a look. So um, to learn more about Heartland and the opportunities that they have available, um, go ahead and visit rdh.tv slash Heartland. That's rdh.tv slash Heartland. Thanks again for tuning in. And it was great speaking with you, Sarah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. You too. May all your patients floss. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 